Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, February 8th. Second Thursday of the month, this time it's Ask the Judge, either a member of the 58th District Court or a member of the Ottawa County Prosecutor's Office steps in to answer your questions about the judicial system with the caveat that we will not talk about any active cases at this time. And if you have a specific concern, in this case about the judicial system, And if you are involved in that type of situation, we strongly urge that you consult with your own professional counselor at law. We might give you some tips as to which direction to go, but please, before you make a final decision, consult with your own attorney. With that in mind, we are joined by Sarah Matwajcik. She is the chief assistant prosecuting attorney for Ottawa County based in the 58th District Court here in Holland. She's on the other side of our table this morning. Sarah, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Gary. Thank you. If you have a question for Sarah, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. One thing I mentioned to Sarah before she started our conversation this morning, it's a little bit of what I think of when I do have a member of the prosecuting prosecuting attorney's office, be it Sarah or uh, Lee Fisher, who I've had in the past here in Ottawa County, or uh, uh, Myrene Cook, the fine prosecutor over in Allegan County. One of the things that I always keep in mind when I conduct these interviews and open it up for your phone calls is the fact that we don't really get to know a lot about the prosecutorial process. What goes into some of the decisions that are made, some of the challenges that are faced, and not everything, and I mean it, not everything can be learned watching Dick Wolf's Law and Order. I'm sorry, not every prosecutor is going to be, you know, Sam Waterston. Or uh, the late Stephen Hill, you know, uh, uh, Dan Briggs from Mission Impossible for our generation, Law and Order for your generation. So don't don't rely on what you see on Law and Order as to what the prosecuting's office has to do. So that is part of the reason why I ask certain questions. But if you have certain questions that you might have, Sarah will be happy to answer it. 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Let me begin with what could be a touchy subject, Sarah, and that is plea deals. What goes into a plea deal in general? Understanding that each case has its own specific challenges. But when the prosecuting attorney's office goes to the defendant and his or her attorney and says, we have this proposal for you to consider, you plead guilty to these lesser charges 
and we'll drop the others. It's not as cut and dried as I just mentioned there. There's a lot that has to go into it, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, we get asked that question a lot because a lot of people are curious. And to explain it goes back to the very core of the experience of the prosecutor and being able to handle these things appropriately. So obviously we charge the crimes. And here in Ottawa County, I'm very proud of our staff. They're knowledgeable. They've tried many cases. They know what our county wants and they know what our juries find beyond a reasonable doubt and where that exists. So when we charge a case, we charge them justly and we charge them fairly based on the information that we have. And at that time, the information we have is pretty much based on everything we've been provided by the police departments. So witness lists, um, videos, evidence, and their narratives are what we have to base that information on. Now, that can change. From the time that we authorize a charge to the time that we're getting ready for trial, new information can come up. Things can change. Witnesses might feel differently about what they saw or what they remember. Victims might treat cases differently than they did initially. So that in and of itself can cause us to consider different charges moving forward. So sometimes maybe a victim is... um, recanting or getting nervous about cases or just doesn't want to proceed. Perhaps somebody moves and we can't locate them anymore. Obviously, that changes things and that becomes a potential weakness in our case. And if we're looking for just justice, we need to figure out what is the best thing to do under these new circumstances as we've been provided them. Another very important thing that we do when we consider plea agreements is the history of the defendant. You know, not every defendant has the same type of history, has the same type of um, background when it comes to the criminal cases. So maybe somebody is coming in with a second domestic violence. Somebody might be coming in with a first domestic violence. Do you absolutely treat them the same? We can charge them differently, but perhaps when we're considering the ultimate sentence and the ultimate charge that they end up being convicted of, perhaps we don't look at them in the exact same way. Perhaps somebody has a history involving drunk drivings in an assaultive case. Do we consider that versus somebody who's got no history whatsoever? Also, a domestic violence can be a push. It can be something that doesn't result in any type of an injury. A domestic violence of the exact same equal charge can result in bruising or an injury of some kind or be extremely aggressive or last hours or days, but still we can only charge that same crime. We're going to certainly take that into consideration when we're making a decision on the ultimate charge and holding people equally accountable or perhaps not equally accountable. People's desire to involve themselves in probation or sobriety courts or veterans courts or mental health courts, uh, that's a significant sacrifice for them to make. It's a very large commitment and it's time consuming. And if they're willing to work through that, those programs, that's something that we might consider versus somebody who says, I don't have a problem. I'm not going to even work with those groups. Now, two things I like that, that comes to mind. First of all, how much stock, for lack of a better term, does the prosecutor's office have in what the victim is involved with? To get justice overall is the important thing. But how much is the victim taken into account when there is a plea deal? So much. 
what the victim has to say. Our office, we are comprised of advocates for victims here in Ottawa County. I cannot stress enough how much we care about our victims. We can't usually make our victims whole from the criminal activity that they've been involved in, but that's our ultimate goal, to do what we can. Sometimes victims are happy we're involved. Sometimes victims are not happy that we're involved. Some victims don't think that we're able to accomplish everything that they want to see accomplished in a case. Sometimes we can't get them the ultimate outcome that they're looking for um, within the parameters of the law. But always, as the victim's concerns and the care in the case and their well-being is at the forefront of our office. We have five victim advocates in our program, in our office, that work very close with our prosecutors, and they are assigned their own advocates. And I know we talked about this last time. They are at the forefront of our decision-making. But again, it doesn't mean as we're looking for justice of the entire community in the case because we don't have clients. We don't represent the victim. We represent everybody in Ottawa County. But the victims here in Ottawa County are at the forefront of our decision-making. Now, another aspect that needs to be brought up, I, for lack of a better term, Sarah, it is 2020. A situation occurs where a uh, offendant, there's a plea deal, and the offendant, the the, the defendant pleads, agrees to the plea deal, and then a more serious crime happens afterward. How tough is it not to have 2020 hindsight in that type of situation? Yeah, I mean, I certainly wish that we had that. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, I mean, how much is it to where, well, we let this guy or this woman get this plea deal, and then they did this. A similar situation comes up. You know, how mu- how tough is it not to say, well, we don't want to make the same mistake twice? Well, absolutely, we don't want to make the same <laughs> mistake twice. But we also want to give people opportunities if that's deserving. However, we got to remember that the prosecutor's office is not in charge of the sentencing. So we can even advocate and say, hey, this person is pleading guilty. We would like to see some jail time or some more lengthy probation or no contact with victims. Ultimately, that's up to the judge. So there's been some times where in hindsight, we're thinking, ah, that's kind of what we thought might happen. So it's not necessarily the sentence because that's up to the court. But if we did give somebody a break trying to uh, listen to the defense attorney, listen to the victim, listen to the case, look at the history, look at the case as a whole, and try to make the best decision we can, and another mistake is made, then clearly we're going to handle that new case very differently. If you have a question for Ottawa County Chief Assistant Prosecuting Attorney Sarah Matwajcik, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. How tough in a plea situation, or shall we say charges situation in general, how tough is it to go after a certain charge, certain degree of charges for a crime based on just the facts and not take human nature into it, and you have a, a high-profile case where the public is demanding justice, and maybe the facts don't warrant what the what the public wants. In other 
for lack of a better term, how do you stop people from wanting to do, you know, witch hunts and even worse in that type of situation, vigilante justice? Well, I think the key there is to know that the prosecutor's office is there to represent the community. And in our case, the community of Ottawa County, not just a select group of people, not just one particular um, political, social, economical, religious belief. We're here to represent everybody. And we have oaths of office. We have oaths as attorneys and oaths as prosecutor to uphold the law as the law is given. And if you take the law as the law is given and the facts and evidence as that's provided to us by our luckily very reliable uh, law enforcement agencies here in Ottawa County, and you take those facts and your law and your common sense and your experience in trying cases and understanding what the community of Ottawa County as a whole is looking for, we may not always make people happy, but at least we can explain the beyond a reasonable doubt standard we have the justice that we are constantly seeking in every decision that we're making in our office. We have other people in our office that we can talk to. Um, our office calls them brain trusts. And we, we communicate with others and we get different vantage points. And we really do work hard to try to make sure that we are making the best, most just decision based on the law and the facts as we're given and uh, our oaths and just constantly seeking justice and be able to explain that as best as we can. Is it, oh, by the way, if you have a question for Sarah, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Is it a question of ethics or proper standards when you mention brain trusts um, to maybe go and ask, for lack of a, you know, Ron France the retired prosecutor, you know, what would you do? And just seek his advice on that. I have yet have to do that. Mm. I will see Ron here shortly. Okay. <laughs> um, I think within our prosecutor's office, we are blessed to have such an amazing group of experienced prosecutors that people can come to me. People can go to Lee Fisher. We can talk amongst our prosecutors and have a very good decision-making Okay, um, I just was throwing the retired prosecutor just as, you know, an, an, an old hand. It's, it's that, frankly, has seen it all. I wouldn't say done it all, but seen it all during his, during his many years. His wisdom is invaluable, <laughs> most certainly. Um, but, you know, there's the concern. Ethics, you mentioned that word, is extremely important to being a prosecutor. We have a lot of information that we hold very close to the confines of our buildings. And we, when we interview new employees, that's one of our main questions. And the reason is we want to protect people's privacies. We don't want people to think that the people in our office are sharing information that should not be shared outside the record. And so we will not have those conversations with other people, just like you have that caveat before we speak every mm -hmm. time, yep. you know, can't talk about specific cases. And that's to make sure that people understand that their privacy is being taken care of by and, our office. And that would also apply to maybe your colleagues in other counties as well, right? That's true. That's true. Now, that won't be sometimes you kind of hypothetically can present some situations, but usually when that happens, it's more trial strategy uh, maybe trying to find expert witnesses that they might have used in the past to cover an, a legal issue that you have at trial, things along those lines. Certainly nothing personal. Now, if somebody is a 
is accused of felonies, not just in Ottawa County, but across several counties uh, in the state. Uh, who makes the final call as to where this situation would be held? Is it a conference call situation? Is it perhaps go to the state attorney general's office to make the final call? It's kind of hard to say. Yeah, well, you just answered your own question there. <laughs> we, we have those happen quite often. And I would say that it kind of depends independently on each case. Sometimes perhaps one county has three breaking and enterings of gun shops. And perhaps Ottawa County has one breaking and entering of gun shops. The ideal situation would be to have everybody handle their cases independently. But whatever case, whatever county has the more egregious cases that can get the higher sentences to hold people most accountable, you kind of let them be the lead. Unfortunately, sometimes some counties lag behind time-wise. So let's say here in Ottawa County, we work super hard. Um, we try to keep everything as much on schedule as we can, and we can get our one case done faster than the county that has three cases done. We're not just going to hold back on that and make sure that person's not held accountable, so we're going to get ours done. But being held and probation or in jail sentences for multiple counties usually just kind of ties into the one. So you want to make sure that it's held by the one that's got the most severe hang over their head of, of uh, punishments. Now, that being said, the attorney general's office or the U.S. attorney's office, if it's crossing federal lines, um, so U.S. Uh, U.S. attorney's office of federal lines or state lines and the AG's office, if it crosses county lines, can ask to take those cases over. And it's up to us as the county whether or not we release those cases so they can handle them as a whole and perhaps get a bigger bite of the apple. Okay, that answers my follow-up question as to perhaps when the feds say we get jurisdiction because the, you know we, they have the bigger stick and the bigger clout, and you say, okay, fine, we'll, we'll wait our turn. <laughs> Yeah, and, and again, that has to be a meeting of the minds and an agreement. We don't have to release our cases. But if the feds are willing to take it, first of all, it means that we've got cases that are involving crossing state lines, and they have different laws that they can charge people under criminally than we do. And lots of times when they decide to sink their teeth into something, they can get a little bit uh, of a bigger um, consequence. One other thing, too, and this is a D-U-H situation, as in duh, uh, I would assume the uh, relations between the Ottawa County Prosecuting Attorney's Office and the uh, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan, Mark Taunton's office, is pretty good. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, it's a duh question. <laughs> We've touched a little bit today about plea deals and uh, uh, what it takes to put a, a, a plea deal together and to be able to have it so that the interests are justice are served on both sides. And sometimes, Sarah, that we have we tend to forget that not every person who's accused is a hardened criminal, is one that we should throw the book at them, that we need to throw them in jail and throw away the key. These are people that can be rehabilitated. Yes, I know some people say you can be soft on crime, and that's not good. But yet, we have to be fair, not only for the victims, but also for the perpetrators themselves, 
because if the sentence is right and the 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 way the system should work does work, you want them productive citizens again. Want to make them as whole as possible, as much as those who have been whom they have victimized, right? Absolutely, and you know you mentioned giving people opportunities, and yeah, that's absolutely important. It's just really important for us to work hard on our cases and be knowledgeable about our cases and learn everything that we can about them so we don't make quick decisions, that we make knowledgeable, well-informed decisions. And if you look at our statistics, we have mostly plead as charged cases. We charge them fairly. I think we have a good reputation for that. And ultimately, it comes down to what the sentence is. And that's where victims can appear and they can advocate on their behalves. Uh, We also can be there and we can advocate. And we have good defense attorneys here in Ottawa County. I'm very proud of our system and how it works. And I believe that justice really does end up being the end result in most cases. I don't want to put the men and women who are wearing the robes in this county under any shadow of doubts or suspicions. But it would seem to me that those who have served in the prosecutor's office, I think has a little bit of an edge over maybe one that had not because they are well aware of the challenges of a prosecutor's. You know, they've, they've done that before so that when they hand down sentences, they are aware of, maybe a little bit more than those that aren't. Now, granted, I'm not saying they're perfect, but I would think that ha- that does help a little bit. Well, I might be a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is my 23rd year for with Ottawa County Prosecutor's Office, and the majority of our judges have come from our office and I have worked with personally. When I have taught at Cooley, when I teach at the Police Academy, I tell people one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a prosecutor ever since I can remember is because a prosecutor needs to look at all sides with justness and fairness and to make the right decision based on the community as a whole. Doing that, we're not just looking at one side. If you're doing the job of a prosecutor correctly, you're not just ultimately saying my goal is to get this person the max amount of jail or prison that I humanly possibly can. It's about seeking justice. And isn't that what we want from our judges as well? If you want more information about the Ottawa County Prosecutor's Office, the Prosecuting Attorney's Office, myottawa.org is the website, forward slash courts, forward slash prosecutor. Uh, Not only will you get information about the department, but you have an opportunity to buy a brick to the Bill Van Regenmorter Memory Garden Brick Paver Project over at the courthouse in Grand Haven. I had the good fortune of knowing Bill for the last few years when he was a state lawmaker, a good man in terms of fighting for victims' rights. And uh, if I have a few extra bucks, I might just phone one (laughs) that way as well. Website, myottawa.org. Sarah Matwajcik, thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to chatting with you again later this year. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Sarah Matwajcik, the Ottawa County Chief Assistant Prosecutor on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.
CBS News with Deborah Rodriguez straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. A little bit of open line next hour before Brian Spencer's What's New Around Howland. Then we'll be joined by Steve Redman of the Ottawa County Patriots at the bottom of the hour on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.